Bible is not a book of pristine, perfect people. From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible is not a book of perfect people, pristine people, people that always got it right. The Bible is a book of people who pray. And via the conduit of their prayers, they literally changed not just their outcome and their reality, they changed the trajectory of their children and their children's children. What if I tell you that you're one prayer away from changing your now and securing your next? Let me repeat that for the hearing impaired. One prayer can change everything. I, I don't want to. I don't want to make any assumptions. So I am going to inquire. How many here can remember a moment, a day, that you were in your lowest, most difficult, precarious moment? You actually prayed. God showed up and turned everything around. I'm not going to assume if that happened at least once in your life. Raise one hand. If you have a couple of moments where you say, I am one, not that you think hope, but that you know that you'll die on that proverbial hill, that you know that because you prayed, God showed up. And it was more than just one moment, raise both hands. Let me ask this. If God has answered your prayers specifically on more than two occasions, raise both hands and a foot. If God has been faithful in answering your prayers on multiple occasions, how many are, are 173% certain that God will answer your prayers regarding your family and the people you love? Can anyone here come in agreement with me that 2022 will not be the year that we got out of COVID? How many come in agreement that 2022, when you look back, will be the year of answered prayers. If you believe that, praise like you believe God will answer your prayer. How about this? Praise not like you hope or you think or you feel. Can anybody here give God the kind of praise like, I know you are the God that will answer all of my prayers. God has the power to answer the prayers regarding your family, regarding your children, regarding your health. Regarding your relationships, he has the power to answer your prayers. There was a man whose name was Pain. Literally, that was his name, Pain, P-A-I-N. The word Jabez means the pain. This guy was Pain. His mom called him Pain, First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9. His mom named him Pain because in childbirth, he caused that much amount of pain. So she said, I have a name for you. You're a pain. You are the pain. For the rest of his life, imagine him in elementary school. Pain, where are you? He was the pain. But somehow, in his mind, he made one determination. I could either die the pain or I can pivot. And what did he do? Pivot. He pivoted. He said, I'm shifting this. I will not die, I will not live the rest of my life with a trauma. I'm going to go from trauma to testimony. You have a choice right now. You can either live in perpetuity in your trauma, in your pain, in your failure, in your brokenness, or you can make one prayer that will change everything. 
So here it is, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. Let me make it legal so you know I'm not making this thing up. He was the one, what made him famous? What made him famous was not his mama calling him the pain. What made him famous was he was the what? He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel. So let me begin by declaring the following upon you. You, 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 pain prayed. You are not your pain. You are your prayer. What does that mean? It means this. You will not be known for your trauma. You will be known for your testimony. You, you will not be known for your drama. You will be known for your destiny. You will not be known for your anxiety. You will be known for your anointing. You will not be known for your wounds. You will be known for your worship. You will not be known for your brokenness. You will be known for your breakthrough. You will not be known for your mistake. You will be known for your miracle. You will not be known for your failure. You will be known for his forgiveness. You will not be known for falling down and complaining. You will be known for getting up and occupying all of God's promises. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. When you are defined by your prayer rather than your pain, everything changes. Look at your neighbor and tell him, neighbor, my pain does not define me. My prayer life defines me. Now, this is critical. This is quick. This is a quick Father's Day message. Wham, bam. Thank you, Sam. No pun intended. Number two, when you pray, you step into the presence of God. When you pray, you step into the presence of God. Every time you pray, you literally activate the presence of God. You cannot. You can. By the way, it's easy to pray when you're in victory. It's easy to pray and praise and come to church and, and have, you know, when things are awesome. It's easy to pray and get excited when you're blessed and you get a pay raise. It's easy to pray and praise when everything is pristine in your life. But blessed are those who in the midst of their pain cried out to the name of the Lord God Almighty. There is one thing to pray when you are happy. But I don't know, has anybody here ugly prayed? If you've ugly prayed, raise your hand. You, does anybody know what ugly pray means? Yeah. Ugly pray is not the kind of pray you do in church like we're praying, oh, Lord. It, the, the ugly pray is, this is, oh. Snot's coming down. Hair messed up. Tears. I don't know how many here know. God will never ignore someone who is broken or contrite. That will come. The psalmist shouted in Psalm 51. David said, I know there's something about you you will never ignore. There is something you will never ignore. A contrite spirit, a repentant heart, a person who was broken in humility before you, you promise you will never ignore them. So I don't care how broken you may be. I don't know what hell you're going through. I promise you, if you open up your mouth and call upon the name of the Lord, heaven will respond in your favor. When you pray, when you pray, you step into the presence of God, activating the purpose of God, enabling you to occupy the promises of God. As a church, we want to 
as fathers, let me hit the fathers. I, oh. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Listen, you show me a praying father. Show me a father who prays. It's once a year we're going to double down on this. Oh, help us. The most influential person in your life cannot be, must not, with all due deference to school teachers, your Christian father must be more influential than your school teacher. Your dad must be much more influential than a sports figure. If you're listening, if you listen more to a cultural influencer in an NBA, NFL, MLB, soccer, if you listen to someone who has a lot of followers on Instagram, rather than your father, something is out of alignment. That's why we need men who pray. The most influential, we were talking about it in the back room of our pastors, that we need men to rise up. Lauren, Pastor Lauren Dittmore was referencing it. I'm tired of, of indoctrination and ideologies and teaching. The world is trying. The world is trying to replace fathers with everything else. The most, they're trying to teach and dominate and just. If you know, we need dads. We need righteous dads to rise up in the name of Jesus. We need. We need fathers to tell our children what is right and what is wrong. We need, we need fathers to rise up and say, I don't care what they say over here. I don't care what movie may do this. I don't care what person may say this. The word of God is the word of God. And the heavens and the earth will pass away. But God's word will never pass away. We need fathers that will pray over their children. Pray with their children. Show me a praying dad. And I will show you a family that the gates of hell will never be able to destroy. Let me say that one more time. Show me a dad who prays. Show me a dad who lifts up his hand. Hey, dad, I know we love ESPN, but put the remote down for a second. Get your family together and tell them, let me show you what a powerful man looks like. A powerful man is not the one with a gun or the one with a billion dollars in the bank. A powerful man is not the, is the man who can do this. Show me a person who does this. We need a revival of righteous men to rise up in America. Take back our families. As a church, as a church, we don't want to be known for our stage, our lights, our music, our screens. We don't want to be known primarily for our first impressions, our connect lounge, our grove tracks, our social media, even our community, our outreach, our amazing diversity and multi-generational reality. As a church, we must be known first and foremost as a community that prays. When we pray, something happens. Somebody repeat after me, prayer changes everything. No, actually say prayer changes everything. No joke, when we pray, heaven shows up. When we pray, heaven, I mean, it shows up in such a way, when heaven shows up, all of hell has to run out. I've experienced supernatural encounters and prayers. The moment I've opened up my mouth, I have seen God show up in my life. I wouldn't be here right now if not being the byproduct of prayer. I had a grandfather who prayed for me every time he saw me. He would just start praying over me the moment he saw me. It was weird. It was awkward, but he did it. 
and he would pray in the most ridiculous of moments, family gatherings, parties, Easter's, you name it, weddings, he would see me, he would pray over me. And here I am today because I had a man who prayed over my life. I had someone who prayed over me. I have a I, my dad may not be perfect, but my dad prayed. I saw my dad pray on his knee. I saw that. I'm telling you, it works. Prayer works. You need to believe with me in the name of Jesus that we're about to experience a prayer revival and renewal. First John chapter 5 says this. This is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. He will hear us. Prayers are dangerous. One conversation with God can change absolutely everything. One prayer can change your life and the life of your children and your children's children. Let me repeat this. I've stated this previously. Prayer is the Wi-Fi that connects you to heaven. Prayer is the Zoom call with the presence of God. Prayer is spiritual FaceTime with our Heavenly Father. Prayer is voice-activated, supernatural technology that activates what? Eternity's algorithm. You will only go as far as your prayer life. Don't tell me you haven't experienced your breakthrough, and then you tell me you haven't been praying. There are things that will not happen unless we pray. There are things that will not happen until we pray. Jeremiah 33.3 says this, Call on me in prayer, and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mysterious things which you have never seen before. Raise your right hand. I am believing you're about to see in your family what you've never seen before. Can you come in agreement that you're about to see in your calling what you've never seen before? In your relationship, in your community, in your generation, in your faith, in your finances, in your health, what you have never seen before. The Bible says pray in the spirit, Ephesians 6, 18. The Bible says pray without ceasing, which means pray until, 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Pray until hell lets go of your entire family. I'm going to repeat that. Pray until hell lets go of your entire family. Pray until the doctor confirms the miracle. I'm going to repeat that. The doctor's about to confirm the miracle. The doctor's about to confirm your miracle. Is anyone here ready to see the doctor confirm the miracle? Pray until outside sources are about to confirm that God has done a job in your life. Pray until, pray until your haters see you bless. Pray until you look, love, and live like Jesus. Mark eleven twenty four. pray believing. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it. It will be yours. Pray in that powerful name, John 14, 13. Pray like a child of God. Our Father in Matthew 6, 9. Stop praying like an orphan. Pray like a child of God. There are no orphans in this church today. Now let me repeat that. You're not an orphan, you're not a stranger, and you're not a customer. When you step into the presence of God, you're not stepping in there as an orphan, as a customer, or a stranger. You're stepping in there as God's child. Are there any children of God in the place here today? Raise your hand, repeat after me. I am a child of God. I pray to my heavenly Father. I have received... The spirit of adoption enabling me to shout, Our Father. 
You're not an orphan. You are not an orphan. Pray before your father. Pray before your father. And it's not just prayer. Point number three, when you pray to God, if you go back to the verse, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10, Jabez did not just say this. God, it says, and he was the one who prayed to the God of what? Oh, boy, Jabez did not pray to a random God. He did not pray to a politically correct God, to a generic God. He did not throw spaghetti on the prayer wall. With great laser focus intentionality, Jabez prayed to the God of Israel. Oh, y'all need to hear this. We need a church that is not ashamed to pray to the God of Israel. When Uvalde took place in Texas, the tragedy of the kids that were shot, and this happened already in 2020, but now there's a campaign. I don't know how many of you know, in social media, there's actually a campaign that comes against people who pray when there's a tragedy. So if you go on social media, it's big. There's actually a curse word attached to it. The F word, and it's not faith. And it says, stop F praying. Because the campaign is directed by people who hate the fact that when all hell breaks loose, a lot of people say, let's pray for. So they are anti-prayer. And we're talking about people from, from different sectors, including Hollywood. I'm involved in Hollywood, so not all of them. But people from Hollywood, from different political areas and spheres, very different cultural silos. They're just saying, stop this prayer stuff. Stop this blank prayer. And they are against prayer. Why would people be against prayer? The, why would the enemy want to shut down prayer? And I don't mean people are enemies. The spirit behind what they're doing is definitely diabolical. So we call it by name. It's diabolical. So what, why, why, why would the devil be upset if we pray? Because the moment we pray, the moment we pray, and by the way, this church is dangerous. I'm going to double down on this. Not only do we pray, when white people and black and brown and Asians and Native Americans, when we pray together, every devil has to come out of that region. I don't know if you got that. I'm going to do that one more time. When all the ethnicities and all the races pray together, every demon has to run out. Every devil has to flee. When every generation, I said when every generation calls upon the name of the Lord, when boomers and millennials, when Generation X, when Z and Alpha pray together, the glory of the risen Christ shows up. He prayed to the God of Israel because the God of Israel had a reputation. The God of Israel was universally known around the world as the provider, the way maker, and the promise keeper. One more time. This is what Jabez did. Jabez got up. God of Israel. Why? The God of Israel was known as three things. The God of Israel was the provider, the way maker, and the promise keeper. The God you're praying to is the provider. God provides. Somebody say, God provides. Look at your neighbor and tell them, God provides. You're not just praying to any God. You're praying to the God who provided for Abraham a ram, for Isaac a wife, for Jacob a ladder and Joseph a dream. He prayed to the God who provides. He prayed to Jehovah Jireh. He prayed to the God that according to Philippians 4.19 provides all of our needs 
according to his riches which are in what? Uh, I'm here to tell you on Father's Day to get ready because if you dare to pray like Jabez, God the provider will show up in your life this season like never before. Somebody say God will provide. How many need God to provide? How many are like are in a need right now? I don't mean just financial, physical, emotional, relational. If you, if you need God to provide, raise both hands. Repeat after me, God will provide. God will provide. Pastor Sam, what about the gas prices? I'm going to do that one more time. We're in California. Pastor Sam, what about the gas prices? What about inflation? But there's a recession coming. I don't care. We, I know it's going to sound weird to some of y'all. We are not driven by the economy of the United States of America. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Are you denying it? Guys, I know it sounds crazy. You and I are not the byproduct of what happens in Washington, D.C. We are connected to the economy of the kingdom of heaven. Are there any benefactors in the house? Some people are waiting for another stimulus check from Washington. I'm not waiting for a check from Washington. My God provides all of my needs according to his riches which are in glory. If God has provided for you, raise one hand. If he's provided for you on multiple occasions, no joke, you know it was God, raise both hands. If he always shows up, even at the bottom of the ninth inning with two outs, but God always provides, raise both hands to the foot. What if I tell you, what if I tell you that I'm 150% certain that, that he will always provide for you? No, no, no. What if I tell you I'm willing to die on that hill? Would you say, are you crazy? I go, no. I'm 199% certain that he will never, ever, ever forsake you. That he will always, how do I know? Psalm 37 verse 25. This is what the psalmist said. He said, I was young, but now I'm old. But this one thing, he said, this one thing I know for certain, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. I have never seen God's children forsaken. I'm here to tell you, if you're a child of God, God never, ever forgets about you. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children, or their children's children, or their children's children's children, having to beg for bread. If you believe the Lord is your shepherd, how many know the Lord is your shepherd? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not, I shall not. Lift up your hands, God's gonna provide for you, for your children, for your children's children, and your children's 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 children. If you believe the God of Israel is still providing, give him the best kind of praise that lets him know that you believe. How many here can praise like this will be a season of provision? How many can worship God 
like Jehovah Jireh is about to show up in your life. He will provide. He will provide. He will provide. Not only is he the provider, he is the way maker. Somebody say he's the way maker. God makes a way where there is no way. So when Jabez prayed, he prayed to the God of Israel who provides. And he, he prayed to the way maker. His God made a way where there was no way. He made a way where there was no way. He made a way through the Red Sea. He made a way out of the desert into the promised land. The same God that opened up the Red Sea is the same God that brought down the walls of Jericho. God is always making a way. Where there is no way, he makes a way. I said he is the way maker. So but, but can I get my family out of this precarious circumstance? You are praying to the way maker. He is the God that will literally open up something that should never have been opened up. But God says, I have the power to open it up. So I'm going to make a way. Some of you are waiting for God to open a door over there. And God says, you don't limit me. You're looking for that door to open. I'll make a door out of this wall. You're not getting that right now. I'm preaching to somebody right now. I, I, can you believe with me that God's about to make a way right now for your life, for your marriage, for your home, for your finances, for your dream? Can, can somebody come in agreement that this week will be a week where God will make a way where there is no way? If, if, you, if you need that, raise your hand. If you believe it, raise both hands. And if you know it, now give God your best shout of praise like he is the way maker. Lift up your hands with me and repeat after me. He is the way maker. Say it like you believe it. Say he's the way maker. He's the way maker. And then Jesus came along and he looked at everybody and said, I'm not just the way maker. He said, I'm not just the way maker. John 14, 6. He said, y'all know the God of Israel is the way maker. I'm not just the way maker. He said, I am the way. If you abide in me and I abide in you, ask what you please, it shall be done unto you. In other words, if you're in me and I'm in you, there will always be a way. The way maker. And not only is he the way maker, he is the promise keeper. So when Jabez prayed to the God of Israel, he was praying to the God that provides, to the God that makes way, and to the God who keeps all of his promises. He is the promise keeper. So Jabez prayed to that God, the God of Israel. You provide, you make a way, you keep your promises. He prayed. His name was pain. Pain made a prayer that made him famous. Bless me, enlarge my territory, that I may experience no more pain or cause any more pain. That means that he was experiencing pain. If he wants God to bring an end to the pain, that means he experienced pain and he was tired of being pain and being labeled as the pain. Your reputation's about to change. Your family legacy's about he became famous not because of his trauma, but because of his testimony. I'm here to tell you what God's about to do next in your life 
Oh goodness, you're not going to be known for the hell you went through. You're going to be known for the glory of God that you carry in your family. For the favor of God. Your reputation's about to change. People are going to talk about you. I'm prophesying now. People will talk about you. People will post about you. People will tweet about you. But they're not going to say, oh, she's the one that did this. She's the one that went through this. She's the one that when she was young, they did this to her. They're going to say, we can't explain it. Wherever she goes, the favor of God is upon her life. Are you ready to have one of the most favored families on earth? Are you ready for your family to carry the favor of God? Is anyone here ready to go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory? glory? If you are, open up your mouth and pray to the God of Israel and declare the blessings of God are yes and amen. Lift up your hands. Lift them up really high. We're done. Jabez prayed. Pain prayed. And it made him famous. Pain prayed and it changed his life. Pain prayed and it changed everything. You're just one prayer away. One prayer away with your hands raised. With your hands raised. One prayer. One prayer can change absolutely everything. One prayer can unleash heaven and put an end to your hell. One prayer can take every thought that's out of alignment of God's word into captivity in your mind. One prayer, one prayer, one prayer, one prayer can unleash the angels of heaven to surround you and serve as your posse and your bodyguard. One prayer can bring an end to generational curses and bondage. One prayer can end captivity if you pray in the name of Jesus. One prayer. Heavenly Father, we have a church here gathered today with that spirit of Jabez. The spirit of God compelled him to pray. And we are likewise compelled to pray to the God of Israel in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray to you because we know you are the perfect provider that you are the God that provides and you will provide. Never seen the righteous forsaken. Lord, we come before the God who makes a way where there is no way and the God who is always faithful in keeping his promises. And we pray right now. Lord, we pray for our families. We pray for our children and our children's children. Lord, there is a diabolical assault on this emerging generation. Everywhere we look, the north, the south, the east, and the west. Legions from the pit of hell have been unleashed to bind generations with lies and deception regarding identity, regarding human sexuality, regarding gender, regarding faith, regarding purpose. Oh, God, we come to you in prayer and believe what you state in 2 Chronicles 7:14. If my people, we are your people. If my people, we are your people. If my people, 
You don't say if my political party, you never say if my Democrats, if my Republicans, you say if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal the land. So we pray right now as your people. Heal our land, O Heavenly Father. Heal this land, O God. Heal this land from relativism, from the lies and deception, from the discord and the bigotry, from the hatred and the violence. Heal this land. Lord, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus as Jabez prayed. Lift up your hands. I sense the Lord. America's trauma as the church prays will change into America's testimony. Oh, I feel the Lord here. The pain is about to change into praise. The trauma is about to become a testimony. If you believe this, lift up your hands right now. The count of three, I'm going to unleash you. Open up your mouth and start praying. Go, one, two, three, go. Pray. Pray in English. Pray in Spanish. Go ahead, pray in your Slavic tongue. Go ahead, pray in Romanian. Go ahead, pray in every language. Pray in your heavenly language. Pray right now in the name of Jesus. Pray by the authority of heaven. Pray and shift the atmosphere. Pray by pray in the name of Jesus. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray for the glory of the risen Christ. Pray, 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 pray. Listen carefully. Let, let, me, let me say something now. I know we're streaming. California, you all write this down. We're going to wrap up right now. We're over time. Listen carefully. This state, there is something coming to this state. I'm telling you it's coming to this state. There's, there, we can't, we, we need the church in California to rise up in prayer. I know we have conferences. I know, and I know we love worship. And boy, we do great with worship. We do terrible with prayer. And, and as a church collectively, we, we know the songs, but we can't get on our knees. And we can sing for an hour, but we can't pray for five minutes. We are out of alignment. God bless the songs. Does he inhabit the praises? Yeah. But, but the kind of, we need, prayer does it. It's prayer. Prayer will, if we pray and then praise, we occupy all the promises of God. This state. There are ideas and ideologies and social constructs and teachings coming from California. And everything you sow, you will reap. California is about to reap the consequences. The consequence of, judge, of judgment is God not hitting us. It's God removing his insurance policy from us. This state, we're about to see things unless God's people come and pray. So I'm calling upon the church in California to rise up in the name of Jesus. And pray like we've never prayed before. We as a church need to repent for tolerating stuff we should have rebuked a long time ago in the name of Jesus. We need to repent for being politically correct. We need to repent for being silent and not preaching the full gospel. We need to repent for ignoring chapters of the word of God. We as a church, beginning with yours truly in this church, we need to repent. But I do believe that when we repent, 
God will listen to our prayers. And once again, how many believe what God did in Azusa, he can do again? Oh, you're not hearing that. How many believe that what God did in the Jesus movement, he can do it again? How many believe from San Diego all the way to Mount Chasta, the glory of Jesus can fill up the state of California? You're not hearing that. How many believe God is so powerful that if you're driving on the 99 and you pass by this church, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you all don't believe that. You don't believe that'll happen. Lift up your hands. Pastor Eva bears witness. There are people that literally came to this church without knowing it was here because the Holy Spirit told them, get off that exit. When we first started here, before we were television and all that, before we did, the people got off and said, the Holy Spirit told me, get off that exit. There's, there's people of prayer, people that worship, people under the earth. So I'm here to tell you, we're about to see things get real freaky out there. Things are going to get funky in the atmosphere, but let not your heart be troubled. We are about to see the glory of Jesus show up through his church and through his people. If you believe that we're about to experience a prayer revival that will result in entire families being saved, now give God your final shout of praise in this place. Lift up your hands. Stand with me. We're done. Salvation is coming. Deliverance is coming. Healing is coming. Breakthrough is coming. I said breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is coming. Revival is coming. Renewal is coming. An awakening is coming that cannot be stopped. We're going to see something. Stand with me. I'm prophesying now, and I don't mean that in the weird way, but in the biblical way, we're about to see churches open up 24 hours a day. No joke, no hype. I'm not making it up. We're about to see churches open up 24 hours a day. People are going to come in and pray. We're going to come in and pray. They're going to come in and pray. You don't, on this Father's Day, I want you to know the Father's heart. If we could hear our Heavenly Father say, let them know. Never, ever before, and it's a long time of human history. Never before have we seen this unbridled assault from hell coming after our children. We can't be church as usual. I love you all so much. Pastoring is one of the greatest privileges in my entire life, but I can't be silent anymore. And, and, and sometimes as a pastor, you struggle with if I do this, you're going to lose some people. The Holy Spirit tells me, forget about the people. It's about me. I'll get the people. So if this offends you, I don't want to offend you. God knows I don't. But there's an eternity. There's a heaven and a hell. There is, and if we don't do things according to the book, there's a heaven and a hell. We are saved by grace. We get all that, but we need to, what does this mean? I don't know if you're going to be bothered, but in the next upcoming weeks, even if it looks weird to some of you, 
We're going to rebuke some devils out in the name of Jesus. What does that mean? It means we're going to lay hands on people and whatever's holding them back is about to fall on the ground forever broken. It means we're going to pray for the sick to be healed and they will be healed. We're going to cast out devils and demons in the name of Jesus. We're going to speak prophetically into people's purposes. What does that mean? We love you, God bless you, but Kumbaya Christianity is over. And I don't want to be a cool pastor. I want to be an anointed pastor, a holy pastor, a prophetic pastor. We're going to release the spiritual. We're going to pray. So if you all get, we're going to pray. This place is open. So if you come to church and you want to come here, you don't need, you want to come here and just pray here, you pray here. You want to pray in your seat, you pray in your seat, but we're going to pray. I'm the byproduct of prayer. I know prayer. I know God answers prayers. I grew up doubting all of this. I grew up questioning the validity. I'm a nerd. I'm a math and science guy. So the moment God showed me this stuff was legit, and he did, I went, oh, I've lived it out. I've seen stuff in the prophetic on this holy stage before the presence of the Holy Spirit. I know we're running late. My little, my, one of my kids is here. My son, Nate, Lauren, Evie. God gives me word about my kids as a father. And I didn't want to know. There's stuff I didn't, growing up, I didn't want to know that. I know every one time you're having a conversation with Nate. I said, Nate, the Lord showed me this. And then a little time later, Nate looks at me and goes like, I'm going to have to tell my friends I can't do this. Why? Because the Holy Spirit tells my dad. I remember one morning, I wake, God shows me, we're talking about not generically, specifically stuff. I get up in the morning, the Holy Spirit tells me that wasn't a dream, it was a direct impartation, it was me. Memorize it, write it down. So I did. I have it all of a sudden, so help me, Holy God. My daughter Lauren calls me and says, Dad, this happened. I go, Stop! Say no more. You're about to tell me one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. She went, wait a second, how do you know? And I don't mean generic stuff. I'm talking about specific, like what you were wearing, where you were at, who you were with, at what time. And she goes, but who does this? I go, God, this prayer stuff's not a joke, guys. There's a real God. No, he really is. Not what you, religious stuff. There's a real, real, real God. Jesus is really the only way. Like this stuff is real. The more you pray, the more you will grow in him. The more he grows through you, the more you change your world around you. If you received all of this, now give him the best praise offering you're giving this time. perfect in your prayer. Stop. Don't be so religious. Pray driving. Pray in the shower. Pray in the toilet. I don't care. 
You may tell them, excuse me, come right back, but whatever. Pray at all times. Seriously. He's, if, if, even when you're crying, broken, jacked up, just come out and pray. That's when he actually gets closer and I got you, I got you. And if your prayer doesn't make any sense sometimes, that's okay. Oh, and then you go crazy on the good way. Where you start praying in a way that it's not even your own language. And then you go like, what in the world? Just because the Holy Spirit knows stuff about you that you don't know about yourself. So sometimes the Holy Spirit will take over your tongue and you start speaking something you've never said before. Yeah, been there. Yeah.